At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WMMM LP operating out of Burlington, Vermont. 105.9 The Radiator. It is the Rocket Shop. Good evening. I'm your host, Tom Proctor. And with me tonight is Adrienne Cooper-Smith. How's it going? It goes. Good. Um, well, we like to usually kick it off with uh, a little song from our guest. So would you like to introduce the song and uh, take it away? Okay. So I'll explain. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. It's a long story. Um, <laughs> This song is called A Song About Riding Bikes, and it's relevant to what I did today, so. All right. And let's see, my intern. Close enough. All right, let's do it.
animals Upper every place we live We live for upper Never again to find The same as we remember That's that song. <laughs> a song about riding bikes there by Adrian Cooper Smith. So, Adrian, um, I read that you grew up in Nashville. And okay, that's a lie. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> I grew up in Franklin. It's like 45 minutes outside of Nashville, maybe less. I don't know. It's close enough that like no one knows where Franklin is. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, Nashville. And then people right. are like, oh, cool, musician. Sorry. <laughs> when you said Franklin, I thought you meant Franklin, Vermont. And I was like, well, oh, that, oh, that no, was no. quite a lie. <laughs> Franklin, uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. So, uh, but you still grew up, you know, down the south. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming around a lot of music, at least in the general orbit of it. Uh, actually, no, I lived in the suburbs and I was really isolated and antisocial. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to ask, did that really influence any of your music? But, I mean, did did being isolated in the suburbs influence your music at all then? Uh, well, yes, because I have, like, really eclectic tastes. Because, like, there are four bands that I listen to now, and they're bands that I've been to since I was in high school. But um, on a on daily basis, I listen to My Chemical Romance, Mumford & Sons, The Front Bottoms, and The Ava Brothers. Okay. Oh, and Oathbreaker. Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um... But yeah, I just like I didn't really have that many friends until I was like until I moved here. Um and uh so like my access to music was just kinda like what I found on the internet or what my sibling would show me. And uh my sibling was really into the Ava Brothers through them. I like found Muffet and Sons and then um I found MCR on YouTube a while back and it was just like I there was there were years of my life where I only listened to MCR. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when did you pick up the banjo then? I I got my first banjo for my fifteenth birthday. I can't remember if that was twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I'm twenty years old now. Someone do the math for me. It was it would have been September twentieth of that year. I would say roughly five years. <laughs> roughly five years then. I've been playing since then. Um, I was the first year that I had a banjo. I was trying to do like a bluegrass finger style, which is like. where you're like plucking the strings and mm-hmm. that just was not working for me because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through the internet, I found that there's this technique called claw hammer, which is like an older, like more traditional style of playing banjo. And it's like, it's a really weird motion. So uh, those of you watching on Facebook Live, it's a hand, you hold your hand like this and then you're hitting strings with the your index finger and your thumb. And it looks like this. <laughs> It's it's really weird and hard to explain. Yeah, it's got a lot more of a flow to it that that technique. Ish, you could say that, I guess. Um, and um, you're not. It's not just banjo that you play. You've you've got uh, a few instruments that are uh, part of your yeah. your repertoire. I, yeah. So mostly these days I play banjo, <coughs> accordion, classical guitar, and drums. But um, like when I was in high school, I played upright bass in the school orchestra. Um, through, uh, playing p- accordion, I've like sort of learned how to play piano. Um, I've played a cello for a while. Um, I own a cello right now, but I don't have time to play it. Um, And I was actually just explaining to a friend of mine last night, I have this weird thing where people just give me violins. So over the course (laughs) of my life, I've owned four violins. Hmm. I can sort of play it, not not super well. Um, 
I like to not talk about it, but one time I tried to play violin when I was playing at Arts Riot, um, and I listened back to the recording and was like, oh, God, I did that in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also know mandolin. Uh, I think that's it. So it's fair to say, uh, uh, a number of instruments. So have you always been quite quite musical then? I, uh, I, I mean, like, I've been around a guitar since I was in kindergarten. Um, I didn't really start trying to learn until I was in middle school and, um, I played guitar for a couple of years before I switched to banjo and then, um, I really just threw myself at playing banjo and, um, at some point I decided like, okay, that's what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to be a musician. Here we go. <laughs> it's, yeah. Ooh, music. Now the, the force for, uh, bands or musicians that you say you listen to on a daily basis, five, sorry, um, four of them at least are relatively mainstream mm -hmm. um and so you've got a very eclectic sound to you and we were just discussing before you went on air i've had to listen to a few of your songs the past few days and you've got this incredible range of very kind of slow relaxing meditative mm -hmm. kind of music and then all the way up to thrash banjo which is something i don't think i've ever ever heard before which is quite quite a thing to listen to um and so, with these influences that are relatively mainstream, where did you where did you come out with this kind of avant-garde sound? So, um, I reference the bands that I listen to like daily, like like a contemporary, like at this period of time in my life. Um, in the past, when I was um, right before I moved to Vermont, um, a friend of mine introduced me to a band called AJJ. They play a style of music called folk punk, and um, I had this summer where um, I was kicked out of my mom's house and I was living at my grandmother's house and like walking around the woods and living or working in her garden a lot and like again being really antisocial, not around like people my own age. So um, I did a lot of just like going for runs and listening to music and um, sort of through listening to AJJ like Spotify recommendations, I found bands like uh, Ramshackle Glory, Days and Days, um, Mr. Brew, and a couple others and. Um, just there's this like uh, this uh, really cool scene of just like folk punk musicians and um, I think through listening to that I discovered two art two artists who are my primary influences I would say and those two people are um, Mount Erie also known as Phil Everlum and um, Noel Longhall who is the front woman of the band Loon um, and I think if you check out Loon, you'll see a lot of where my influences come from. Mm, I see. Um, and you did just reference, just before you played your first song, a song about riding bikes that it had a lot pertaining to do, some, to do with something you did today. So oh. I was kind of curious about that story. <laughs> so um, today I got out of bed at one, one in the afternoon and um, I just, I ride bikes a lot. That's like a thing I do. Um, and I used to like, I, I was an apprentice bike mechanic like this time last year at Betty's Bikes, rest in peace. Um, uh, what was I saying? Right. Um, so I got out of bed at one, and I think at two o'clock I set off, and I was going to try to get up Smuggler's Notch on my bike. Nice. Uh, and I got to Underhill Center at, like, five. I was like, okay, I don't think I have enough daylight, and I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> and then um, I got back to Underhill, and I was sitting at the gas station there eating a bag of Sun Chips, and then... I get this alarm on my phone that says uh, rocket shop. And I was like, oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm missing that gig. And then I was like, wait, no. How long? 
and Google said it was going to take me an hour and 20 minutes. And I think I left the gas station in Underhill at um, like 5.45 and I was at my house at 6.45. Oh, nice. Well, I was going to say you, you got in here before uh, before me, to the was, studio before me this evening. I'm very tired right now. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, wow. That is, uh, at least you put a lot of miles on the bike, even if you didn't get up to the top of Smugglers, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like, I, I don't know how, like between 30 and 40, I think, is what I did today. So I'd say that's a solid day cycling. Yeah. And then <laughs> the song about riding bikes, that's... um. That was written about this time in my life where I was uh, seeing someone who lived in southern Vermont, and uh, I like I can't drive. I get everywhere that I go by like hitchhiking and bumming rides or the bus or like primarily by a bike when it's warm. Um, <clears throat> and so I was like going to visit this person and riding to their house, and it was like uh, like about a hundred miles from here to there. And I was doing that one day down, one day back, uh, and. There was this one day that I did it in the pouring rain, and then, like, I remember just, like, uh, hitting this point south of Pulteney where, like, my foot was numb, and I was like, I can do this. It's fine. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just, like, a really, like, potent, like, part of my life that was just, like, really emotionally intense, and I was really happy, and um, I was thinking about this memory of, like, um, just, like, it was a rainy day and like the leaves were like this really beautiful color of green. Um, and it was like, despite the fact that it was overcast, it was just really bright outside and just really beautiful. Um, and I was like realizing that I can't go back to that place though. And it, like, if I go back there, it's, it doesn't have the same emotional intensity anymore. Um, and I was just like, I wrote that to process that feeling. Hmm. That's beautiful. Um, well, I'd love to hear another song of yours. Um, would you like to uh, introduce it? And we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards. Uh, I don't know if I can introduce the name of the song on the radio. What What are things that I'm not allowed to talk about? Uh, just the no swear words. Okay, no swear words. This is a song about doing drugs. Okay. <laughs> um, it's written from the perspective of someone who did mushrooms. All right. adjustment
this mirror I That song. A song about doing mushrooms there. Um, and uh, so I was uh, giving you a little bit of a read online. You've got a really cool designed website, by the way. I, uh, I dig the aesthetics. Oh, Lord. I, <laughs> I, I put down the cash to... Uh, like buy that domain for a year with like a two week money back guarantee. Realized my bank account was empty and was like, oh shoot, I gotta I gotta take that money back guarantee and then realized it was too late and I was like ah. <laughs> Well, at least you've made it made it uh but got your money's worth I'd say by by designing a pretty dope website. Um and uh, I saw there that you were involved with Community of Sound. Oh, yes. So we had uh, Gaylord DeWald in about two weeks ago, a fascinating man. Exactly, yeah. And he, was, uh, he, he, was, he, he told us a little bit about the Community of Sound. Um, and so, yeah, how did you get involved? And, and what, do you, what do you do with Gaylord and the rest of the team there? Um, so a little bit more than a year ago, I saw a post on Facebook where um, Gaylord was just like, hey, want to be part of a music collective? Hit me up. Be part of my music collective that I'm starting. And I was like, hey, this is stuff that I've worked on. I don't know if I'm good enough to be part of your music collective, but like, if you like it, let's talk. And then I met him at Peter and Earl's uh, when there was like still snow on the ground. And he took me over to the studio and showed me the space. And like the second that I saw like the recording set up, I was like, Okay, cool. I'm down. I'm sold. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, it's a pretty, like, free-floating collective. Um, hmm. There's, there's like, we have, like, a forum where we discuss, like, decision-making and stuff, but I've forgotten my password to access that forum, so <laughs> I don't really get to be part of the decision-making process, but, like, sometimes I'm just in the space and people show up for meetings and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll sit, on, I'll sit in on this meeting. Uh, and then um, I guess most of what I do there is um, we actually have this issue where um, because of our downstairs neighbors, we can't make loud noise until after 5 p.m. And, um, like, I play drums and electric banjo, so, like, I make a lot of noise. <laughs> um so I spend a lot of time between, like, the hours of, like, 
I just I just come down here for the nights and I I like don't sleep. Like last week I was I recorded a couple songs um and I didn't get home until 8 a.m. the next day. <laughs> Do you find you you record songs or come up with songs better uh, in that kind of stillness of the evening where you've kind of got your own space to think and, and work or do you are you more of a person that kind of comes up with it while you're on your bike like you said before um i do write songs while i'm on my bike because it's like my 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 body's occupied but like i have enough space in my mind that i can just like wander around mm. and think about things um i think i came up with one of the songs while i was on my bike maybe i don't i don't remember um <clears throat> um I don't think that I, I'm more creative than I'd. I'm actually, like, really worn out. Like, um, the version of the song about riding bikes that's on the internet, um, when I was, I remember recording the bass line for that, sitting at the recording desk and, like, nodding off, like, about to fall asleep and be like, wait, nope, can't fall asleep. <laughs> I'm doing something. Um, it's more, I think the working really late at night is more of just, like, feeling this compulsion to make more art and... Um, having limited time because of like noise restrictions and then like I also work full time so um yeah just being able to kind of just shoehorn in a few hours here and there and sometimes mm -hmm. you have to do it through the night I guess mm -hmm. and I do hear the recording set up at the community mm -hmm. of sound is uh is on a different level according to our producer Bob who is very envious of their setup <laughs> and so uh, I could imagine having the opportunity to kind of sit there and, and play around with it um, on your own is, is probably quite a valuable one. It's and, really nice. <laughs> and, um, well, back to bikes. Um, I do see that you, you're doing not just a tour in the summer, but an actual bike tour. So tell me a little bit about that. So that's mostly crash and burn at this point because I'm really bad at booking shows. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we edit that part out of the of the version of this that gets saved? Cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, um, I'm doing a show in two weeks at, on April 27th at the Stone Church in Brattleboro. I'm mm -hmm. opening for a Bad Weather Friends uh, CD release party. Um uh, they're a cool band. Check them out and go to that if you're in the Brattleboro area or if you like feel so motivated as to travel from faraway places to Brattleboro. <laughs> April 27th. It's going to be really fun. It's Yeah. Um, but then um, I have a friend who lives in Amherst. And so I like Googled how long it takes to bike from Brattleboro to Amherst. And it said it was under, it said it was under <laughs> seven hours. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Uh, it's a full day. Exactly. It's going to be a full day. Um and then after that, I got a show in Worcester, and then I was supposed to go other, to Boston after that, but then I, through Community of Sound, I got Deus Ex Machina into Waking Windows. Oh. So I think um, the Friday of Waking Windows, I'm probably going to wake up at like 4 a.m., ride my bike to Boston, get on the Megabus, come back here, play Waking Windows, and then like go to work the next day. Have you uh, have you been to or played at Waking Windows before? I, I, I volunteered for Waking Windows one year while I was in high school. Um, and I, yeah, I like, I did door for one show to get in for free, but then I was under 21, so they mm. wouldn't let me into anything. Oh, I see. <laughs> then I like met some cool hobos and hung out with them and played music on the street for like hours of the evening. It was really, it was a fun experience. Well, there we go. Every cloud. Yeah. Um, well, we're very excited for Waking Windows. Um, and, uh, I'm sure it's going to be an entirely different experience actually playing there. Uh, do you know what slot you've got yet? I... Uh, Ask Gaylord. He, some ask someone who's more 
one of the responsible adults <laughs> of Community of Sound because mm. uh, they they know when that is. I know it's May third. It's somewhere in Winooski. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out for you. Um, and um, for if you do, if the bike tour does go ahead, how are you going to be transporting the equipment? Is it all just kind of coming on your back? Um. So, actually, like something I have to do next week. I've seen. Um. So there's a fancy word for saddlebag. It's called a pannier. It's or pannier. I don't know which way it's pronounced, but it's like, it's basically it's a saddlebag that clips onto the rack on your bike. And um, I'm gonna make one of those that fits a banjo case in it. And then I have like the other one's gonna have like a sleeping bag and a change of clothes and some food. And that's all I'm taking with me. Well, that's probably the most rock and roll thing I've heard all week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we've got about time for one more song. Um, before I let you get into it, um, plug away. So, uh, where's your website? Where can we find you on Instagram, Bandcamp, Facebook? And what other gigs you got coming up? Okay, what gigs do I have coming up? 27th uh, of, of April. Stone Church, Brattleboro VT, Bad Weather Friends CD release. Um... Then there's a there's a house show that I'm playing like earlier in that week on the 22nd at a place in Winooski called the Bloom Garden. Find it on Facebook or follow me on Instagram at Adrian Cooper Smith. That's uh, A D R I A double N E C O O P E R S M I T H on Instagram. That's where you'll find me most. I don't really do other forms of social media. I have a Facebook. I never post to it. I have a website, adriancoopersmith.com. It's got like some photos and some junk that I wrote about, my, like describing my music. Um, and then I'm also at adriancoopersmith.bandcamp.com. You can find a couple, uh, like one newish song that I put out a couple weeks ago, and then like a bunch of old stuff that you shouldn't listen to. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right. Wonderful. Well, um, what is the uh, final song you got for us? So this is, I'm going to play it pretty fast. It's a medley of three, two or three songs, give or take. Um, and they're called Winter Song and Fall Myth. All right, I'll take it away. All right. Let's hope. Yeah. 
against the crane.
Adrian Cooper Smith, thank you That's so me. much for coming You're in. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Awesome. Honestly, anytime. And uh, we'd love to have you back in again. Just of course. give us a shout. Yeah, of course. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we've got Hamdob coming up uh, next after this short break. So stick around. We'll be right back. See you in a sec. <laughs> 